Alright, what is up guys? Welcome back to episode 15. Me and Jonah are back from Switzerland and Texas, etc. But we're back now, so glad to be back. Um, yeah. any, any, any moments or God stories over the, the yes. week? Yes, we're so happy I, to have you back. It's kind of long, but I have it written down so it'll take less time to tell. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Aiden's becoming wiser. Well, let's see if he can read. <laughs> okay, so I texted it to Nana. So I, can, I can see that. To, yeah. Oh my god, bro. You wrote a novel. <laughs> <laughs> I met a waitress at Hickory House. Her name was Melissa, and she like testified to my mom and me. Um, she had she didn't tell us what kind, but she had cancer for like ten years, and she's like fifteen years free now, which is sick. Um, nice. She just got out of a breakup. Which is pretty tough, and then, and financially she's like pretty low. If you work at Caress, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, her no, she showed us her paycheck. It was sixty-seven cents. That's not possible. Yeah, I thought the same thing. <laughs> and then I worked um, ten minutes this week. <laughs> but like, she was so funny because like God definitely gave her like a sense of humor. So she she knows Jesus then. Yeah, no, okay, she cool. um. Gosh, I can't remember what it's called, but it was, like, this biblical poem, pretty much, that she told us. And she, like, memorized the whole thing, which was sick. She said it felt really nice to see other soldiers on the ground. Um, nice. And I told her that reinforcements are here. <laughs> <laughs> so. Nice. Yeah, it was nice to see another soldier. Because um, cool. she was definitely wearing the armor of God. And she was really nice, really funny. And we gave her, like, a 40% tip. <laughs> nice. I've never heard the reference soldiers before, but I like that. Anybody else? No stories. Except I went bungee jumping. That was really cool. Did nice. you die? Yeah. Obviously. Okay, guys, don't go bungee jumping. <laughs> <laughs> no, do it. It's it's literally the best thing you'll ever do. If you guys watch the video version, I'll insert Jonah bungee jumping right here. It's, it's a pretty hilarious video. A broken rubber brought me into this world. I'm not going to let it take me out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, my story kind of leads into, I guess, our first topic. Okay. Which was when I was in Switzerland, I felt like I cared too much about what other people thought of me, like about like my cousins and stuff, because I haven't seen them for a while, and I feel like I didn't want to be like super Christian, I guess, or like just not like show it as much. Fool. Yeah. <laughs> um. How dare you? And like, I've been researching on like, so our topic today is like, what's big misconceptions about Christianity? And not just our misconceptions, but, like, what we just see in general. So. What people think of us. Yeah. Um, I, was, I was, like, looking through verses and stuff, and I stumbled upon Galatians 1.10. And it says, I am now trying to win approval of human beings, or, if, or, or of God, or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. And then Matthew 6.33 says, But seek first his kingdom, and the righteousness of all these things will be given to you as well. So, um, that, I mean, that just speaks to like, if we care what other people think, we can't fully serve what God's purpose is for our lives. And we can't share the gospel to the fullest if we still care about what, what worldly things people care about us. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So just getting rid of what people think about you is, I feel like one of the hardest thing to do as a Christian is just accepting who you are. And we talk about this all the time, but just not caring what other people think. So... Mm -hmm. That was that was a big thing for me over over the few last few weeks. Kind of like you were is we're talking about in the last episode when you guys went on X Ed, you kind of lost that connection. 
with or yeah. like you didn't but <laughs> <laughs> I even brought, no, I, the thing is like i even brought my journal on xed and i didn't i only found myself writing in it once yeah i was during our um our, like 18 hour solo really boring nice but yeah i, w- I would like i'd show on the podcast and stuff but only like after everything like when we were leaving i'd like send them the podcast oh, yeah guys by the way i have a podcast <laughs> about jesus you should go get forgot to mention that um but yeah actually um it was pretty cool when we were bungee jumping and i was like standing on the bridge and i was looking down and the only thing that i knew like i had to trust is the fact that like i had this rubber that was gonna like save me so that was that was pretty cool i was like hey yo jesus please don't let this thing break <laughs> and yeah Broken rivers are the worst. Brought we, Wolfgang into this world. We can <laughs> so yeah, should we hop into the first topic? You guys think? Um, sure. Okay. Does anybody want to go first? Because we all we all wrote yeah, down misconceptions we have, right? Um, we didn't. Oh, yeah. So we're talking about misconceptions, right? Yeah. Okay. About Christianity. <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> Just any misconception? No. So I asked actually a few anonymous atheist people, like. Some words I did some word association with them, so I was like, "Give me like three words that you think of when you hear the word Christian." And um, one person said, uh, "Keisters, Jesus, and overbearing." <laughs> um, the other person said, "Like self righteous, <laughs> overbearing again," and um, I think the last one was like Christmas. <laughs> so <laughs> I wonder what they mean by overbearing. Like just overbearing. It's like. It means like overcoming um, emotional or physical triumph, but it also could mean like, like, well, like overdoing it almost. Yeah, like, overwhelming. Yeah. That's and, another one. Or like emotionally forceful, which is good. Yeah, good thing that we're being over overwhelming to them. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying that means that we're <laughs> overbearing Christians. Yippee. No, I'm just saying that's a good thing because it means that people are actually trying to. Spread the word to them. Yeah. Because if they f- were like, well, I've never even really Heard. feel like I've met yeah. one. I don't think overbearing would be the right w- okay, word. Okay, you know what I mean. <laughs> you know what I mean, Aiden. We're not talking about Because the like, way they said it, it was meant to be like. I know it's a negative Christians connotation. very forceful about their opinions. Oh, well, that's different. That makes sense, yeah. So you said two. And I'm just talking. You asked three. What, what did the third one say? Yeah, what I don't remember. Okay. So they, and, and what do you have to say about <coughs> those opinions? Not overbearing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the misconception is that we're overbearing, and Aiden here says we're not overbearing. <laughs> <laughs> and so, problem solved. There's Thanks, your Aiden, for your wonderful input. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Um. Okay, so I'm going next. Yeah. Unless Aiden has something else he wants to say. Aiden, you got yeah. anything to add on? Okay. Jesus is watching. So, um, my biggest misconception about Christianity, especially before I was a Christian myself was probably something that my dad would tell me all the time, and that's uh, don't don't join, join the church because they just want to take all your money. <laughs> and I hear this one a lot, actually, from atheists, especially, like, more wealthy atheists. They like to say that, oh, I'm not going to the church because I don't want to give half my money to them because that's, like, what they require. And it's really not. I've never once donated a dime to this church. <laughs> I mean, I don't mean to say that it isn't like I'm a bad Christian kind of way, but... Besides my knowledge and input in this podcast, which comes from the room that they let us use, yeah. um, I haven't really done... I mean, I've donated to individual people who are Christians because I believed in their cause, and um, I haven't personally 
like donated to the church and they've never really come up to me and asked now every like end of the uh every sunday at the end they go okay well here's our website if you want to donate or or something like that i don't think they come around with a basket do they uh, they do anymore since covid okay yeah. so um they don't go but it's like, obviously your choice it doesn't yeah, they're not but, yeah but whenever that happens, like all the donations I've given to churches are willful. I never was obligated to. Yeah, yeah. something I'll donate like um, at the end of Young Life Camp. Oh yeah, when they go around with the basket, if like to help other kids. But there's always that the the thing where like you gotta like donate the ten percent thing. Like, that brings up the whole subject of tithing, which is almost it is it's a really complicated topic, but it's not necessarily biblical in a sense. So I think we should just do a separate episode on that because okay. it goes pretty deep under like but yeah, I mean, this tithing. But giving giving your money, it does say in the Bible, give your money to people in need and to like, you know, it's don't keep God. all the money for yourself. That is in the Bible, but not necessarily exactly 10%. Yeah. It's, well, well it's, the 10% just comes from um, the Levite tribes where they would just donate so that, you know, their pastors could live. My point is, is that it's not required by any means. It's not like you have to donate money to the church in order to be a part of it. Sometimes it is, and I don't agree with those churches, but a lot of the time it's just if you or it's what God would want, so it's something that you should do. If you don't want to give happily, then don't give it all. That's the Yeah. Yeah, you got to do it with your heart, otherwise God doesn't even care if you're doing it or not. Otherwise Yeah, it's and I think nothing. Christians as a group of people should be the ones who care the least about money, at least historically. Um but the only reason a church would like demand money is just to give it to other people. Yeah. And it doesn't just have to be about money. Like this, our giving our time to showing other people Christ is probably more valuable than us giving $10 to the church. That's mm-hmm. true. Cause we're like kind of part of their ministry for using their building I, in a way. We're doing I paused my game for this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing more than the church guys. So if you feel like, you're not giving 10% to God and stuff. It doesn't have to be money. It can be It can be your money. It can be just showing compassion to other people and speaking kind words to them, building people up. Mm-hmm. Just living like Jesus is what you should do. But mm-hmm. The goal. The goal for us all. All right. Is that is that the conclusion of your... That was mine, yeah. Nice. Does your dad still think that? Uh, or have you tried to convince him out of it? I've, I haven't honestly had that discussion with him in a long time, but yeah. he knows that I'm like, not going to try to convince him to donate half his money to, <laughs> to the church, so I don't think he's too like into arguing with me about it. So I, I think it's fine. Nice. <clears throat> okay. Um. So my misconception, or a misconception that some people have, is that once uh, once we become Christians, we're not allowed to have fun anymore. We're not allowed <laughs> to. Um, I love this enjoy one. life. We have to be Bible warriors and. <laughs> Shave our heads. Uh, yeah, Put shave our heads ropes. like Aiden, shave your head for become Jesus. monks. <laughs> and um, Don't start that trend. <laughs> <laughs> no, Aiden, stop. Shave anyway. head for Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I pulled a couple verses out of Ecclesiastes, which is a book that Solomon wrote, and it has a lot of mixed emotions, but I don't, I don't know what the guy was going through. But it says, um, so eat your food and enjoy it. Drink your wine and be happy. It is all right with God if you do this. So, you know. You can you can still live a fun, happy life while being a Christian. Um, you don't have to, you know, stop doing the things you enjoy. Um, well, unless they're sinful. But yeah, and then there, it, it also says in the verse below it in Ecclesiastes eleven and 
I have ugly handwriting, so I can't tell what verse it is, but it's in Ecclesiastes <laughs> 11. It says, uh, you who are young, be happy with, be happy while you are young and let your heart give you joy in the days of your youth. Follow the ways and whatever your eyes see, but know that all these things God will bring into your judgment. So just be careful with what you're doing, but you can still have fun and, uh, yeah, you don't have to be a robot. I mean, arguably, when you become a Christian, you do have more fun just because you know... Like Young Life Camp. Like, whoever's been to Young Life Camp is it's one of the most fun things. My dad, um, he... It's like parent weekend at SMU where my brother goes to college, and my dad's visiting before he goes to Florida to pick up our dog, and they, like, do Young Life there. That's funny. Nice. Um, I think it's, cool. like, nationwide, or, like, worldwide, too. Yeah, it know, is. Yeah. Mostly a nationwide thing. I was just... For some reason, still surprised. I was more surprised about the college part. Yeah. No, no, that's the thing. Like, I was wondering if they, like, advertise work crew or if they, like, um, or if these kids, or not really kids, these college students attend Young Life where it's taught by, like, 50-year-olds or something. (laughs) All right, my turn? Yep. Yep. Your turn, Luke. All right, so I feel like when a lot of people become Christians, they think their life should just be easy and they have God so there shouldn't be any problems. Mm-hmm. which in a way is true. And a lot of people, like, when people are going through a hard time, people just whip out um, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Then you will come to me and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you speak, um, when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back from captivity. So this verse, um, it talks about, like when all the Israelites were in captivity, I think by the Babylonians and God's talking to the Israelite people to take them out of captivity. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people like just use that verse. Like it's for everybody all the time. Um, But this in the Bible right here is specifically talking about that time for the Israelites when God took them back out of captivity because they turned back to him. But Life isn't going to always be, you know, happy and fun. Sunshine and rainbows. Sunshine and lollipops. Because you can go read the Bible, read stories where, you know, it's awful to be a Christian. Um, And we've talked about this before. Um, Let's see. Job. Yeah. (laughs) Poor guy. (laughs) All right, so there's a story about Paul that I'll, I'll read from 2 Corinthians 12, 7 through 10. Therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more ga- gladly about my weakness, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That, it, that is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties for when I am weak and I am strong. Yeah, I remember reading that um, about a month or two back when I was in Second Corinthians, um, and it talked about basically how God's glory and God's, like, I don't know exactly how to put it, but God's... Uh, Sovereignty, power. Yeah, yeah. His, his full image is more visible when you minimize yourself. Yeah. So... Yeah, I feel like once you have nothing left, it's so much easier to follow Christ because you don't have all these other worries, these worldly worries. Um, But yeah, like you can, it doesn't mean that the worldly happiness is going to come to you. It just means that 
your soul and your perception of bad things that happen in the world can almost be translated into seeking Christ more and then having him save you from certain things. But also, your life's not going to be worldly perfect. People still get cancers. Babies are still going to die. And it could even be harder than if you didn't have Christ in the world. Mm-hmm. But when you have Christ in the world, in you, it's, you know, you know where you're going when you die. So it's it's pretty nice. Yeah. Many, um, oh, go ahead. Like my aunt, um, she, uh, she lost uh, her husband really unexpectedly um, to the heart thing. And, um, I mean, I'm sure she has her doubts and stuff. I don't know exactly what's going on in her head, but... She's still, uh, she still gives glory to God and, um, she's, she's still here for it. So sometimes we just don't understand like why, but it's there and he gives his toughest, he gives his toughest battles to his toughest soldiers. So yeah, that Um, verse is not in the Bible, by the way, that was, (laughs) that's just just a saying, just a saying. Yeah. A lot of people, they are completely hopeless after something happens. If they don't have Christ, for instance, like if, if a family member dies and they don't know God or both of the people don't know God, they might be like sitting there in dread and they might not know what to do because they might be just confused and they might be scared. And sometimes they're not even prepared for it at all. Sometimes it's a car crash or, or a heart attack that'll just end somebody's life immediately. And without the knowledge of knowing who Christ is, sometimes it's like, I don't, I don't have the reassurance that I'll ever see that person again. I don't have the reassurance that they'll be okay. And that I'll, I'll be with them yeah. ever again. Yeah. I mean, if someone died that you knew them and they don't know Christ, that's, that's the worst. Yeah. I don't think that's ever, has ever happened in our lives. I don't think so. Like someone we really knew that didn't know Christ, but now we know a lot of people that don't know Christ that are eventually going to die. So, you know, we better hustle. <laughs> Uh, okay, so then I have I have a few that are like misconceptions when you already are Christian that I feel like a lot of us don't follow or like realize. Mm-hmm. And one of them is using bad language because I see so many Christians that use bad language. I mean, I use bad language. We all use bad language. I know that as a fact. Yes. And we just use it and go on like it's nothing, like it wasn't like anything bad that we did. Um, Ephesians four twenty nine says, "Do not let any un- do not." use any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs that it may be a benefit to those who listen so that pretty much just sets it solid that um you know cursing is or using foul language so i guess first we have to define what foul language is mm-hmm. so does what the world thinks is foul language go under what the bible says is foul language well, what is the or bible any wholesome say? word what does the bible call foul language uh, taking the Lord's name in, in vain is the one that comes off the top of my head. Yeah, that's true. And that's in, let's see. Um, I wrote that one down too. Exodus 27. Exit. Yeah. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord God for the Lord God will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. Cause that's that, the first commandment, isn't it? Or, no, um, no, that's not. No, no it's, it's one you, of them. It's, it's one of them. You have no other God before me is the first one, but yeah. But yeah, so I think that's something we all need to work on is like, sure, it'll slip out once in a while, but using it without thinking that it's wrong, I think is the bad part Mm -hmm. is having pride and having pride in it. And then also if you're not using, like, I wonder if it'd be allowed if you're using the words somehow to build people up. Is that a a scenario? (laughs) A motivational speaker? I don't know. I always like to say that God knows your heart. So if you're doing it with the intention of like trying to do something good, then I'm sure. 
but this also leads back to pleasing the world more than yeah pleasing god mm-hmm. is you want to fit in and you want to seem cool yeah we did get a a dm i'm gonna keep it anonymous but um he i guess the guy is like a youth pastor of some sort and he says that he has his like the kids that he teaches a yeah. lot of the time he'll have them watch our podcast and that's why he doesn't oh, really cursing Sick. on it <laughs> so i was like i was kind of like iffy on it at first but when he told me that i was like okay i can understand why why you wouldn't want us cursing on this podcast so i guess we we're being showcased in churches sometimes which is pretty cool to think <laughs> that's about. that's sweet but. hi guys <laughs> <laughs> if you're out there all right uh okay yeah you guys want to talk about so some people think we're either perfect and then some people think we're also hypocrites so i think i think both is true no, people think Christians. no people think we think we're perfect <laughs> yeah oh yeah. okay and that everyone else is below us they like to think that we i kind of used to think that, superiority though, so complex. that makes sense yes they think we have a superiority complex that thank you aiden that was a very good way of putting it a lot of people <laughs> a lot of people basically think that a lot of christians believe that we're better than everyone else just because we know christ and i mean i do believe that our god is better than any other god god yeah because it is only one but i mean that doesn't mean that we're better people than you why do you think we're trying to make you become us it's not because we want us to be better than you or we think we're better than you it's because we want you to be like we want us you to be so under his glory can... with us yes exactly yeah. i think that thought comes a lot, like a lot from like um people who've been called out by a christian for doing mm-hmm. something and um they didn't like being called out for that and so they just think that you know we're like goody two shoes over here and we don't do anything wrong but so much better than atheists <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, next, uh, I have a few more that we Christians do that aren't exactly great. Um, and it's breaking promises or saying things and then not doing them. Mm-hmm. And recently I've been a big kind of, that's, I've been doing that a lot. Actually, I'm really glad that you mentioned this. I don't remember if I wrote this down or not, but um, Nana Pam Fisher said something about, um, like, you know, the phrase, that people always say, like, oh, I swear to God. Yeah, yeah. Like, you shouldn't say that because if you swear to, if you swear to God and then you don't keep your word, you're, like, you're done for. I'm, I'm, I'm so upset that I brought this Bible and not my other Bible because I brought this Bible because it looks cool. James. And it's King James Version, and I don't read in it. I read in, the, <laughs> I read in the baby version because I don't understand this. But I, I was literally reading today, and I marked down a verse where it said, um, it's somewhere in Ecclesiastes as well, is if you... Um, like swear to god and stuff like that and you don't keep it he gets like like it makes him really upset I- i'll find it <laughs> and I'll, I'll link it when i edit this james but, five twelve uh states that says do not swear on anything both on earth and in heaven mm-hmm. so that is another thing um i'll find the exact verse matthew five thirty seven says all you need to do or all you need to say is simply yes or no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. Yeah. Above all, my brothers and sisters, do not swear, not by heaven or by earth or by anything else. All you need to say is a simple yes or no. Otherwise, you will be condemned. So don't swear. And if you say yes, do it. And if you say no, don't do it. Because, like, I've, I have a lot of video projects going on and, like, a bunch of deadlines. And so I have... <laughs> I told this guy I'd have the documentary done by September 1st, and it's September 12th, and I haven't even started. So (laughs) it's like, 
Because, like, I thought I'd be able to finish it, but then things happen. So, I guess just give yourself a lot of buffer room. But this is this is video editing advice, not just advice. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, know your limits is what yeah. I would say. Like, don't set a goal. For, don't set unrealistic goals. Yeah. You know? If someone asks you to do something, you have to be honest and tell them that you have stuff in the way. I, I, will, I will never promise something that I know I can't do. Exactly. That's and one of my big things. Yeah, that's that's really good advice that I uh, that I also learned from a coworker of mine. He said, um, if, "If there's nothing left in this world, make sure that your word counts for something. Make sure that you know when you say something, people can trust what you say, and if you say it, that you'll do it." Yeah, awesome. yeah, because I've had that a lot, and I feel like I'm kind of ruining that complexion of myself when I say yes that it might not happen. If I say no, that it's not going to happen. So just keeping that up makes people more trustworthy of you and you can almost have more control over your life and then also kind of like telling other people what's going to happen when it's going to happen because they trust you and knowing how you're going to do it and you're going to actually stay true to your word. Um, awesome. Yeah, so those are all my misconceptions. Um, well, you had a lot there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Um, hmm. You want to move on to the verse study of the day? do it does anyone have anything else to say Aiden misconceptions so number three I'm going to talk about this one because I wrote it down um, is Exodus 24 Um, this is another one of the commandments which is pretty funny because Luke wrote down one of the commandments and I did as well it says you shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven above or on earth or in the waters below you shall not not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. And I highlighted specifically the part that said, "For I, your Lord, or the Lord your God, am a jealous God." Yeah, what I take from that part of where it's highlighted is like God doesn't share us. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> it's because God doesn't want you falling into idolatry and going off and worshiping other things. God wants you, and I think. Jealous is something that's used with a negative connotation most of the time, but in this sense, I personally believe that it's a good that's thing. That's a good context, yeah. Because if imagine if someone was trying to get everybody out of a burning building, okay? Okay. On one side of the street. On the other side of the street, there's five buildings, and then each of them has one person that's trying to collect as many people as they can. From the one burning building. building? Yeah. Okay. But the issue is, is that four out of those five buildings are also burning. Only one of them has someone who's trying to take people into a non-burning burning building. Does that make sense? I understand. Okay, it. now I get it. It's kind of a bad analogy, but it's a good one. Really <laughs> Luke's just <laughs> smiling. <laughs> He's like, okay, I'll listen sure. to the podcast. I understand. Eventually. <laughs> we'll cut that again, and I'll, I'll come up with something. <laughs> you might want to like draw a diagram. No, like, like imagine a relationship. This I think I'm at a relationship's the best. You wouldn't want your wife to go. Like do something with somebody else because you're you'd be jealous, and that's good jealousy. Uh, depends. I mean, yeah, I know what or you mean. Or you're by like that, a good guy, and Wolfgang, your I forgot like you were talking about jealousy when you gave that analogy. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> or you're I just like, realized. or you're like a good guy, and uh, like your girl's cheating with like a really, a really crappy dude. Rich bro. Yeah, but like the rich bro. Really, like rich like light a, skin. Like, like a like a. Be- <laughs> Rich light skin. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> like a really bad dude, and you're like, damn, six foot I four. I can do so much better he than beats me. women. And he's light skin. Why does he have to be light skin? Because <laughs> they're sexy. <laughs> Thank you, Aiden. Do you know? Do you know an uh, ugly light skin? That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, Lewis, play play the crickets, bro. (laughs)
<laughs> that was the wrong <laughs> one. <laughs> Second on the left. Come on, we're playing. Yeah. <laughs> Emily knows what's up. Sounds like a broken cart. <laughs> yeah. Is that even the crickets? All right, let's get back to this Bro, verse I'm going to be able to cut a lot. Yeah. All right, back to the Hustle verse. Next to that. You shall not make yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven or above earth or the waters below. So back in the old times in the Bible, people would make calves, statues, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's another thing. When he says he's jealous, I'm sorry. When he says he's jealous, he, he shows a perfect example of that. Like literally like a chapter after when he opens up the ground and he swallows the dudes that are like worshiping the calf down below. Is that more of a jealous God or more of an angry God? I think he was. All right, here's a big topic. Can God be angry? Yes. Yes. God can appear angry, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, Moses was literally like, he was begging God, like, not to kill everyone down there. Okay, but the Moses story is different. But it's right to People say that God changed his mind, but I don't think that God changed his mind. People changed what they were doing. Well, I feel like that's another thing, because, like, in the story, um, when, what's the city uh, that Uh, burned? Sodom. Sodom and Gomorrah. That there's a whole like thing in the Bible there where Abraham's begging God to like okay don't kill this many if there's if this there many Christians fifty if there was fifty good men if there was thirty good men if there was twenty good men and if there was ten good men and there still wasn't ten good men and he just blew the whole thing up but okay. I think I think he knew that there wasn't any good men in there. Well, I'm just saying because the Bible's written from an observer observer perspective. Yeah. So if you think that oh God's upset with me, it's not really that. It's probably you doing something wrong. Yeah, you're and stupid. One of the results of that <laughs> yes. sitting. Okay, well, bad let me come up with life. a good analogy this time. So imagine that you're swimming against the current, okay? And you're, so against the current means that you're doing things that God wouldn't want you to do. And then you decide, okay, I'm going to change what I'm doing, and you swim with the current. And you go, wow, this is a lot easier. It doesn't feel like I'm getting my butt kicked right now. <laughs> and so... In reality, God never changed. God never changed his mind. God never changed how he believed. You changed what you were you doing. You changed direction. Yeah, yeah. That's a good analogy. And that's right what, that one makes sense. Okay, I can make good analogies. Thank you. Very. I kind of stole that before one. <laughs> Damn, bro. You put some uh, XP into intelligence. <laughs> but no. Upgrade points into right, well, The point I wanted to make on this verse is back then people were worshiping physical things. And I think the thing that's changed now is we worship still physical things, but in the form of our phones. Because mm-hmm. I feel like e- for all of us, virtual things, I, like we worship our phones. We, we worship literal pixels. Because if you think like about lights. it, <laughs> yeah, if you're spending more time on your phone doing ungodly things than when you're reading the word and asking God to be, or like seeking God, then is that more important than God? And then are you worshiping that thing, which is the first commandment? So are yeah, you breaking most, the first most, most people, important commandment in the most Bible? Most Christians at that point every day. Like, no, of course. I love God way more. Yeah. But then they don't show it. You got to yeah. look at the facts. And that includes us too. I'm not talking yeah. about. I, I think we're all. I think all like of us. That. I mean, maybe except Wolfgang spend more time in earthly no, things than no. in godly things. There's been very few days where I'll be like reading the Bible more than I'm on my phone. Yeah. We can all look at our screen time for that. Yeah. Which is, I mean, no, I'm not saying reading the Bible <laughs> has to be more than your screen time, but if you're doing things on your phone, you should do everything in, in life through a lens of what would Jesus do, I guess, is the simplest way to put it. Because, mm-hmm. um, like, Jesus wasn't praying all day, every day, but he was always thinking about God and his Father through everything he did. Mm-hmm. So I, I think, think that what would Jesus do goal. is like one of the greatest questions of all time. <laughs> like, not that it's super philosophical and it has like a really complicated answer, but like you're taught it in Sunday school 
and you usually people usually forget about it, including myself. But then once you realize, like, once you look through life in that lens, what would Jesus do? It's a pretty Thanks. simple answer, but yeah. it's probably the most important one for your life. Exactly. If you just keep asking that I question. I feel like that's what I would get tattooed now, actually. That's just kidding me. If, I, if I got a tattoo. Because <laughs> you would always look at it and be like, oh, yeah, I probably shouldn't. Yeah. Because every day I think through that lens, like I'll walk past, my mom's going to laugh at me for this, but like I'll walk past the the sink with all the dishes and I'm like, well, I guess Jesus would wash these dishes. <laughs> <laughs> and he just leaves them anyway. Um, sometimes I'll do them. Sometimes Jesus I'll like, would snap nah. his fingers. All the dishes would be cleaning up on the shelf. So, <laughs> but like, he still chose to do it. That's the thing. <laughs> the point is that he was responsible enough to choose to do the dishes when yes. he saw them. Okay. Yes, but we, we true. know the, we know the story of like, you know, like Jesus's righteous anger where he like flips, flips the, tables. the tables and stuff. Right. Yeah. So if you were in that situation with Jesus, and if you thought, what would Jesus do? Do you think you would be like? <laughs> That's so you true. You usually think of the I good. Am, you're gonna like, think of the I, good I'm gonna parts. be. I'm gonna be a good guy. I'm gonna confront these guys and be like, "Hey, bro, this is really bad." Hey, or don't you, touch her. <laughs> <laughs> or, or would you? Or would you? Or would you think of it like, you know, anger? I'm angry now, and I'm gonna flip these tables like Jesus would have done. Did Jesus use the dark side? <laughs> <laughs> Red lightsaber mode. <laughs> Jesus taps into the dark side of the force. No, but like, what would you do? If you're in that situation, um, I feel like we wouldn't have the right judgment to to justify if we should be angry or exactly. if we should be. Uh, the Bible says to be as peaceful as doves and as cunning as snakes, though, right? Or is that yeah. the is that the right way phrasing of saying it? I forget what it says in the Bible, but I guess it's, that kind of relates to that. It says innocent as doves, I think. Um, Jonah means dove in Hebrew. <laughs> Everyone named Grace or like yeah, Jonah is like the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or joy just yeah. literally brings you depression. <laughs> joy, people named Joy are usually really upset. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so Wolf think Gang is not a gang of wolves. Unfortunately. <laughs> but so. instead of asking yourself what would Jesus do, ask Jesus what he would do. And then read the Bible because you can, once you stand God's character more and what would Jesus actually do in this situation, reading through the Bible, then you would. Yeah, it's it's kind of hard to be like, what would Jesus do if you don't know what Jesus did? So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> boom, right there. Um, so anything else on that verse we could go? Well, I'm glad we actually talked about it this time. Last time I was like, all right, Anyone so people are slaves to, <laughs> to what they uh, people are slaves to whatever they allow master them. All right, all right I'm confused about this part in the Bible. When Sorry. it says, um, so I'll just read the thing again. You shall not make yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven, above, or on the earth, or in the waters below. What does in the waters below mean? Poseidon. Is there mermaids? There's only one God. I think it's just saying like so pretty much in the entire earth. The entire earth or universe almost. Yeah, yeah like below. some dude would find like the loophole. Like I found this conch shell. I'm sure it's <laughs> just the very bottom I can of the sit ocean. Therefore I can, I can worship it. I'm sure it says something else in, in the KJV. KJV. Can you read the KJV? <laughs> <laughs> Soviet anthem. The KJV. Can you read the verse again? I think All I right, Exodus that. 24. Yeah, no, no, I got it. You ready? Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness Can you, of in anything English? that is in heaven above or that is in earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Okay, so there it's talking about the water that's under, like when the flood happened, there's all those waters underneath <laughs> the earth. I feel like you can, you can read it right there. It also says in the earth, so buried treasures like platinum, gold, and so money. That's a good one. It's a good observation. Everything can be taken <laughs> like more into more depth than you yeah. think it could be. Q&A time. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, you ready? You ready? No, no, no. Stop. No, no, no. If you click it, it restarts it. So just let it run for a second. All right. It's Q&A time. All right, so this first one, I kind of want to talk about it because I paraphrased it. Uh, this is from Dwayne Cannon. That's a sick name. On YouTube. Well, that is, that is like, that's bad butt. And he said... <laughs> It is more important, or he claims, and I want to know you guys' opinion on this, it is more important to help younger Christians than it is to try to rope in wandering slash lost Christians back to the light. All right, well, if you look at this, you want to go first, or I'll just say my answer? You can go first. If you're looking at this, if Christians are wandering and lost, they're pretty much the same as not having Jesus at all. So Mm -hmm. just put your effort into it equally. If someone doesn't have Jesus to the way they should, to where they're saved, or to the way they understand what God is and what he should be in their life, then you should go after them and tell them. Um, I might be playing devil's advocate here, but I believe... You can't do that. that <laughs> <laughs> I believe that people who are wandering or lost might be harder to kind of bring closer to God because they already knew him and kind of denied him. And, I mean, I think that's what he's claiming here. And, I mean, mm-hmm. it makes sense on the surface. I think it depends just on my person- people. Yeah, yeah. How lost are My you? personal <laughs> opinion is is that they're equal, as every Christian is. Yeah, Everybody should be pursued, and everybody should be sought after the same. If you're going away, my responsibility as a Christian is to get you to come closer. But if you're also trying to learn more about it, I also have a responsibility to try to get you to come closer. Yeah. None do I value more than the other. I'm just saying is that I could understand where he's coming from by saying, like, wandering or lost Christians, they may know Jesus already and may have been like, I'm good, and then go to that party or go and do sinful things. Drugs. Sex. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's that's kind of the way that I think he's looking at it. I mean, it makes sense on the surface level, but I don't completely agree with it. Yeah. So uh, there's also, oh, you go for sure. Are we saying young Christians as in like? People who are just coming to Christ. People who are just coming out of the womb. (laughs) I was picturing. Fine, young Christians. So as as Aiden would like to say, noob Noob Christians. Christians. (laughs) Yes. Um, Yeah, I think, yeah, I I agree with Wolfgang. They're both both really important. Um, If you, Dwayne, if you're going to make me choose between these two, like between one, number one or number two, I would have to choose like the younger Christians just because it's easier to introduce them to new things than it would be to like, like you guys, were, like you guys were talking about, like Reform. try and reintroduce someone who rejected Christ. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it makes sense that way, but I don't agree with the claim. And uh, people who rejected, they already have like that seed in their head, so maybe they'll have their their revelation and come back on I their think, own. I think a lot of people reject it because they think once they have Jesus, everything should be fine, and then like their mom dies, and they don't have enough understanding to understand that. Why would God do that is why so many Christians fall away, I think. Yeah, so that's your misconception. Then it could yeah. also be Jonah's misconception, which is, I can't have fun anymore. Yeah. And so I don't want to do this. In a sense, they're only lost because they were too young of a Christian, and they weren't, like... They didn't have enough understanding. Out. They didn't have enough understanding of the faith. Because yeah, once you have, have enough understanding, there's literally nothing that can take the knowledge away from you, but you can decide to go away from it, which I guess is the impardonable sin, which would be really dumb, but mm-hmm. it's still possible. Okay. Well, um, I think that one's all set to go. I did save this one for you, Luke, because... Next question. (laughs) 
I did save this one for you, Luke, because you were the one that started the podcast. So somebody asked on TikTok, do we have any suggestions for starting a podcast? So I'm going to let you... Well, it's not very big yet, so I guess we're still seeking for We don't want the competition, (laughs) bro. (laughs) No, but like, fine. I think having a group of people is a lot easier than being by yourself. Mm. So definitely find more people to be on it with you. Makes it a lot easier because otherwise it'd be super awkward. And also, yeah, like go on platforms that you know you can be heard on because if you're just posting on YouTube and Apple Podcasts and Spotify on their own, the searchability of people finding your podcast are super low when you're starting out. So having either a prior audience to get from or like we did going on TikTok and finding our audience through that is easy. Um, People have a very short attention span. Yeah. So it's better to use like the, the platforms where people are just scrolling so that way you can make it so that that way you you get the people yeah. who are like and I think on the people side as well. Sorry, yeah, Did I interrupt you're good. Go so ahead. like it, like in on the people side as well, have more people than just like the people we have. Like we have seven, and sometimes we still struggle to get four people to come on. So have 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 a have a decent pool of people to choose from. Yeah, yeah, and also we've been really blessed with having this studio. So I'm not sure how much money it would cost to start a yeah. podcast of this quality without you know without the church helping us yeah but um it doesn't have to be like we i know uh the podcast is called um five just talking just talking podcast and they have like a meh microphone that they all just sit around talk and like the quality definitely lacks compared to this one but it's still a great podcast you don't need the highest quality stuff to get a good podcast going yeah you can even use your phone and my number one thing is that you have to find the right group of people as jonah was saying yeah not just have a bunch of people but have the right group of people in order to start it with that you're comfortable that won't turn it down. That's why I'm having kind of a little bit of a hard time right now finding someone to like take over my position for when I have to leave eventually. But I do genuinely think that when I do make that decision that I'm not going to have to worry one bit about when I go off to college and I'm just going to have to be like, okay, well, they're going to take over and they're going to be fine. And my thought process um, when starting the podcast is going to be like, okay, I'm going to do this so we can reach as many people as possible so we can get a good big following going. My thing was just like, it'll be fun to sit together and it'll give us motivation and like kind of more of a concentrated feel to talking about God because other people are listening. Just makes it more so we have to dive deep and like actually stay on topic, I feel like. Because when we have normal Bible study, it would just be all over the place and we'd talk about like gaming and Minecraft and a ton of other weird stuff, just (laughs) random moments. And this just makes it more concentrated. So it's not even for just you guys to listen to it. It's it's a lot for us to just be able to have a place where we can talk about about it. I I think I've grown more like from this than like anyone who's listening. Well, maybe, but. It definitely helps all of us as it helps the users. So it's yeah. beneficial for everybody's spirit. Like even if no one listened to this podcast, I think we'd still do it. Mm-hmm. So. so if like to answer your question, if it's going to be either about something that we do or something completely unrelated, like you have a podcast about Minecraft, first of all, nice. <laughs> Second, um, you got to really be interested in it and be able and like, be willing to learn more about it and incorporate whatever you do with Christ as soon as possible. Because if you don't, it's going to be harder to incorporate God into something that people don't expect God to be incorporated into. They added God into Minecraft. <laughs> I mean, you can't. Like, I see YouTubers all the time that are talking about tech and they'll throw in a Bible verse somewhere. I'm like, well, that doesn't make sense, but good for you, I guess. <laughs> but okay, cool. I think we answered that question. Uh, next question: If you could ask Jesus to change one problem in the world today, which problem would you pick? Come back. 
come back <laughs> that was the the last question but yeah okay. this girl has been commenting on a lot of our youtube videos which i really appreciate because she either gives an in-depth uh, question or she gives us something that's like kind of fun to do last yeah. episode she gave us one that says like if you could hang out with jesus in one place where would it be and why and so i i'm liking the comments if you have any more questions please think of some because honestly People aren't really asking us questions at the moment. You're our only source of content. <laughs> and Julia. And if other source. people are uh, or do have questions, do not hesitate to either DM us or leave a YouTube comment or whatnot. Yeah, we'll find it. On and our TikTok, do we have the Q&A thing enabled? Yeah, yeah we've we answered a few questions from there. And the number one thing is if we have missed your your uh, question send for some reason, send it, yeah, just send us a Send it again. Spam DM. us. Yeah. Unless it's we a will really get bad to question. It. <laughs> we'll, te- it. we'll tell you if we're going to ignore it. <laughs> but yeah, so um, if you could ask Jesus to change one problem in the world today, what would it be? First thing I want to kind of say is Jesus isn't a genie in a bottle. And that's not like, like the analogy I'm going to use for this is there's a guy praying for the weather to be good mm-hmm. um, because he's fishing. He wants a good fishing day. Oh my gosh. And then the other guy is praying for it to rain so his crops grow so he can feed his family. Yeah. And they're both asking God to do that, and they live in the same place. God's not going to, you know, choose. He's he's not just managing your life. He's managing everybody's. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we pray for things that don't make sense, or we pray for things that, first of all, aren't what God wants in our lives. So he's not going to, you know, grant us that. Or it's just going to be in a later time, so we have to wait. Um, so. It's like if you had um, two armies that are both, Followers of Christ. Yeah, two football teams that can go like all yeah. <laughs> yeah, each praying for victory. Um, but yeah, that doesn't really answer the question. If if you could ask Jesus to change one problem in the world today, which problem would you pick? And I no, guess I think, I think it's just a, I think it's just a funny question. I think it's just for enjoyment. Okay. Um, I would probably say that he should pop up to everyone like in the physical and just make it super convincing and obvious that he exists. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's one thing that would be nice, but I mean, like it like it says, I believe it's James, one two, says uh, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, that it is a good thing when your faith is tested. Yeah, because without without the testing of faith, you wouldn't have the strong will of Christianity. Yeah, it like, probably means you're not doing it right. Yeah, because a lot of the time you have to be challenged, you have to be, like. Sometimes you have to be made fun of and you have to be ridiculed in order for your faith to be like, okay, God, why is this happening? Yeah, you can't sharpen iron without a hammer. You yeah. sharp. Exactly. Or, so. or a whetstone. That would probably work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's something that is necessary for Christianity to go on. And not everyone's supposed to be a Christian. I mean, they should be, but it just they doesn't not to be. Yeah. And that's not because God decides it because we free will, but God already yeah. knows it's going to happen, so that leads us to that topic again, but we've already answered that. So, yeah. um, I personally, one thing that I would want Jesus to change, hmm. you know, I wish that, I wish that he could make things more clear sometimes because some things are just confusing. And I mean, whether that be in Scripture, sometimes I have arguments with people mostly my girlfriend, over scripture. (laughs) And I'm like, no, it means this. Like, what are you talking about? So, I mean, sometimes I wish things were more clear in the Bible. And sometimes 
I'm glad that it's the way it is because then you can actually have that discussion yeah. and get to the truth. But I found like too, the more you read it, the more stuff makes sense. Mm-hmm. So just seeking God will answer a lot of those questions and confusions. But yeah, it's not like the Bible was written almost as a poem and like by the people that wrote in Jewish and like it was a piece of art almost. Mm-hmm. It's not like a Lego instruction manual where it tells you to put this piece there and that piece there and exactly which way to do it. I yeah. think also God wants you to understand the scripture like the way he wants it to. So he, it can mean different things for different people sometimes. Yeah, as long as it holds true. Yeah, God you can't wants. say. Yeah, you can't change. Especially taking like one game. scripture, like like I was just reading, like he has good plans for you and he's never going to let you yeah. be in pain, and just using that as the over thing without reading any of the other verses that kind of like what either comes after that, what context is it in, or there's other verses that say life is also going to be hard. Yeah, so you just got to read the whole thing. The number one thing that I like about this question is that once you say it, you know that there is nece- it's like a necessity in the world for the thing that you want to be changed to happen. I mean, besides the generic answer, obviously, if I wish there were more people that would accept Christ. Yeah, but that's our job, so. Yeah, that's what we're here for. Um, but, yeah, I mean, when you say, oh, I wish Jesus could change this, I wish Jesus could change that, you also have... A com- at least for me, what I was doing in my head was I was also acknowledging the necessity for those things to happen in order for our world to move forward and in order for God to be the way that he is. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of people would say, well, I wish people didn't die or I wish suffering went away. That's the generic answer. I feel like a lot of people would say, but then when you really think about it, like Jesus couldn't exist without those things happening. There has to be evil for there to be good. So, yeah. Um, you know, I, I was I was thinking out this question, you know, like, you know, world hunger and stuff would be a good thing to say. But I honestly wish that um, people would be able to uh, hold, hold uh, like, have a good, a good discussion with things. A lot of times people are just so stubborn and set in their viewpoint that they, uh, they won't listen to what anyone else says. And I, I think that's very bothersome. I would love if people would just really listen and see the story from the other person's side more. And try and understand that. Yeah, that's so a good one. You'd wish that Jesus would change people's hearts sometimes in order to be more open. Yeah, yeah and not e- not even just like not even like like it, just it wouldn't change their mind, but it would just like that they would be try to understand it. Actually, try and understand it instead mm-hmm. of being so set in stone and cold hearted in their viewpoint. Yeah. Okay. That's that that's sense. probably the best one, actually. Aiden, do you have something? Um, <laughs> I would tell. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, is it because I'm short? <laughs> um, I would. Why are you so short? It's the cancer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I would probably just have him come back earlier, but I can't really. I wouldn't really want to control that because yeah, his timing is perfect and right. So I don't, don't want to mess really, with that. I wouldn't really want to change anything that hasn't been said already. All right, cool. So, uh, Jonah or Aiden, do one of you guys want to read this one right here? What is a trip or experience that had a big spiritual impact on you and why? Experience. Experience. Yeah. You know what? Whatever. (laughs) Um, You want to go first, Jonah, or do you want time to think? I have my answer on that one, but... All right, then go ahead. Okay. So, my personal answer, um, it was definitely one of the big times for Christianity for me. Um... Nana had told me a couple of days before that it was the National Day of Prayer and that it was going to be held in Pepke Park, and I completely forgot about it. Um, however, Nana talks to a teacher at our school named Sherry, 
and Sherry was my business teacher at the time. So Matthew and I had a couple of periods off. Um, so we were deciding that we were going to, I don't know, go home or something during the time. So as I was walking out, if I had made it five more steps, I would Sherry would have never seen me. But Sherry yelled, Wolfgang, Wolfgang. She ran down the hall and she said, today's the national day of prayer. And I was like, oh, I completely forgot about that. So Matthew and I go to go get on a bus to Aspen instead of Snowmass where we live. And so we, Matthew looked up how long it would be and he was like, shoot, it's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be another 20 minutes before the bus comes. We're going to miss a big part of it. And then all of a sudden, within like a minute, a bus just rolls up right for the place we're headed. And so we get on this bus and we head down there and we stop at Pepke Park. We get out and we, the first person we really see is Nana. And she comes and she gives us a big hug, like, oh, thank you for coming and all that. And we listen. Nana fashion. Yeah. And so we listen to Ray and Ray kind of, Ray prayed over us and all that. And we kind of discussed with a bunch of people there about our lives and, and kind of how we are as Christians. And at the time I really wasn't too into it. Um, but it, it hit me some way. I don't know. I still can't explain it to this day how it changed me, but in some way my heart kind of took a turn and I said, okay, I need to start taking this more seriously now. And I feel like Matthew, although he was already on that path, started doing the same thing. And so you guys all met Ray. We, uh, we had a great worship night with him one night, and things have changed since then. But I definitely think that God put him in my life in order to, to change kind of my heart. Yeah, God worked through him to change Yeah, him. and even if it didn't end out the <laughs> best way we possibly could have had it, maybe he just wanted him there for that month or two. Yeah. And I'm glad that it was able to change me because if it hadn't, I probably wouldn't be here today. That's pretty cool. Um, I think for me... Um, it's not like, I, th- I think the question is like a certain trip. Yeah. But I think for me, it's a lot of trips. Um, uh, one of the big ones is a young life camp that really made me like re- realize and think some things back and stuff, but it's really, um, trips to like beautiful places where you have like a really nice view of something and you look over it and you just think like, this is perfect. And um, there's nothing else that could have designed this. An explosion couldn't have caused this. There's there's a masterful plan behind this. So that's that's mine. Yeah, for me, it's multiple trips as well. And just seeing people in different countries that have almost nothing that can still be happy and worship God without having all these worldly things and comforts that we have here was a big thing for me, I think. So just like je- traveling, traveling in general, just seeing that is a big thing, how other people can have joy with just almost Jesus and nothing else was really is really cool to see, um, and then that's why I want to like travel to places like China and, or like places where Christianity is really like pinned down and you're not mm-hmm. really supposed to practice it there because I feel like that's where it's most alive. Yeah. Oppressed, yeah, you're oppressed countries. Because yeah. Um, yeah, sorry. Then it's a literal like a constant challenge of the, God or the world. Do you really want this? Mm-hmm. And yeah. how how hard are you willing to? Uh, how, fa- how far are you going to go for it? We've said it before, and I'll say it again. It's so easy to be a Christian here, and we take that for granted a lot of the time because many places they don't have that luxury, and where it, they, some people could be killed for their faith. And I just, I definitely want to appreciate that more. Yeah. Um. I mean, 
an experience that I've already had that I really enjoyed was um, the one a couple <laughs> the one a couple nights ago when I met the uh, waitress at Hickory House because like I never met a random person who was so far in their faith and so willing to express it. Um, and I thought her story was really inspiring and I kind of want to visit her before we leave. But one spiritual experience that I know I will enjoy that I haven't done yet is going to Israel and going like everywhere that Jesus went. That'd be cool. Cool. Yeah. Um, if you can't do it in this life, you can do it in heaven because you're going to be able to do it. Well, yeah. <laughs> No, you can think about like what you're gonna do in heaven for days. Like I know you're gonna worship God, but like doesn't what get, else? No, but doesn't like wouldn't heaven get boring? No. no. There's I, th- okay. Th- I know you say that, but like no, it's such a noob Christian no. <laughs> question. Think about it. Like the <laughs> angels have already been like solely worshiping God for like this entire time. Well, well worshiping doesn't solely. mean just through music either. Yeah. Well, like if you w- the the highest form of worship is living your life for Christ. So just being, so just pretty much the highest form of worship is what would Jesus do all the time is the highest form of worship. And, and actually doing that. The sacrificing your body say, and you your conscience to actually following Jesus is the highest form of worship. Um, yeah, I think that's, is this, that's a probably good spot to start wrapping this up. Yeah, I mean, Unless works. anyone has anything else. Works for me. So yeah, guys, send us some more questions because questions are good. Um, I, get a, I get a puppy tomorrow. Um, <laughs> yeah. DM us for pictures. <laughs> uh, no, DM him for pictures. I am not active on. Please Instagram. go buy some merch. Oh, that sucks. You can't see <laughs> his dog. Get the Jesus hat. Get the Jesus. I hat. saw some Get dude at my hat. work the other day, and he was one of the guests, and he had a thing that just said, "I love Jesus." On <laughs> nice. It. So that was pretty cool. Um, I said me too. <laughs> but um, Lewis, cue the rock music. Really loud. That was really loud. Turn, turn down the rock. Yeah, there we go. All right. Well, thank you all for watching. Uh, this is the second time we've used the soundboard. Should we also accept prayer requests? Is that, would that be a good yeah, idea? Yeah, we can do that. Definitely. Send us some prayer requests if right, you have you any. Stop the rock music for a sec. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to send us prayer requests, I, I feel like Instagram DMs is the easiest place for questions. But probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you can also DM any of our personal accounts except Aiden because he deleted social media for Jesus. How's um, that turning so out? You can put your elbow on my shoulder, but just not on my... Alright, cool. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. I love you. Jesus loves you.